All right, Shabbosei, good morning. Let us begin. So we are continuing in Os Memzayin, in Sidka Satsadik. Satchu, what I'd like to do is skip ahead a little bit. We're going to pick up on page Kuf Yud Beis. So on page Kuf Yud Beis on the right-hand side, well, we'll actually, we'll look at it on the, uh, in the Be'oria Hasidus. Sinir Hasidus is the left-hand column. Shabbosei, continuing in the same, in the same theme. And the same theme. So Reb Tzadik writes very beautifully. He says, He says, this theme that we've been discussing, namely, that every Ratzon, every desire, and every Koach, and every strength, and every Mida, every character trait, can be good and can be bad. It can be good if used for the, we'll call it, actualization of the Ratzon Hashem, the will of Hashem. And it can be bad, if it's used to, to counter the will of Hashem, to counter the Ratzon Hashem. Suppose say, this is so beautiful, look what he writes over here. So he quotes over here the Pasek in, in the Pasek in Zechariah that says, Bayomahu yigdal On that day, there will be a great eulogy in Yerushalayim. So also we've seen this Gemara, of course, in our death only journeys as well. And the Gemara Masech HaSukah explains, Ba'avdan Sahara Gamkin. This is referring ultimately again to when Mashiach comes, also listen to this, when Mashiach comes, there's going to be a huge levaya, a huge levaya, accompanied by a huge eulogy. Levaya for who? Eulogy for who? For the Yitzhahara. For the Yitzhahara, the evil inclination is going to be slaughtered and there's going to be a great eulogy. That ultimately, again, the Levaya is going to be for the death, for the slaughter of the Yitzhahara. So as Reb Tzadik, the Pasuk doesn't make sense. Why? He says, I don't understand. The Navi makes it sound like when Mashiach comes, there's going to be this great Levaya. And when I say great, I mean large. There's going to be eulogies. The picture that the Navi is describing is a picture of sadness, right? When you hear eulogy, so again, that conjures up, understandably so, feelings of sadness. Levaya, feelings of loss, sadness. Says Reb Tzadik, sadness. The Yitzhahara is going to be shechted. The Yitzhahara is going to be slaughtered. There's going to, there's going to be a Levaya for the Yitzhahara. There should be singing. There should be singing and dancing. Should be an incredible cause for Simcha. Why is there going to be a gathering of sadness for the quote unquote death of the Yitzhahara? And Abzadik says something so profound. He says, Ella, Kiyomru Chazal, because Chazal said, says, One moment of tshuva and good deeds in this world is more important than the entire afterlife. What's the pshat? This is actually quite, quite, a, quite a profound idea. So Rabbi explains, it's very simple. What does it mean when Chazal say that one moment of tshuva and maizim tovim in this world is better than an entire olam haba? See, Rabbi say, what's olam haba? Olam haba is the place where you go to reap the benefits of the life you lived. That is, it's, it's almost like olam haba's collecting interest. 
right? You, you, you invest money in the bank, you could go ahead and collect interest. Now, of course, the greater the principal, the greater the amount of interest. That principle, that principle is the life you led. That principle are the good deeds you did. That principle, that principle is the chesed you performed. Sripsadik says something, says what Chazal say, one moment of life in this world is better than an entire afterlife, an entire olam haba. And the logic, says Rabbi is very simple. Because this place, using his words, is the makom hishtatlus and bechira. This is the place where you could affect change. This is the place where you could accomplish things. In this world, you have the ability to put in effort. You have the ability to make choices. Why do you have the ability to make choices? Where does your koach ha where does the power to choose correctly emanate from? Rabbi says that is directly rooted in the Yeser Hara. In other words, it's the fact that I have a Yetzir Hara that endows me with the Koach HaBechira, with the Koach to choose, right? Without a Yetzir Hara, there's no real Koach HaBechira. There's no real choice. He goes on, Va'olam Haba, Nikro Yomim She'in Ba'im Chefetz. Interestingly enough, Olam Haba is often referred to as a world in which there is no choice or in which there is no desire. Ki'az, because remember, what does it mean that Olam Haba is Olam She'in Ba'am Chefetz? It's a world in which there is no desire, a world in which there is no choice. So remember again, it's a very simple Yisod. What he's saying is that, what he's saying is, is that in Olam Haba, there's no Bechira. There's no Bechira. Why is there no Bechira? There's no Bechira because at the end of the day, there's no Yetzir Hara. You can't have free will if there are not opposing forces to choose from. So again, if in Olam Haba there's no Bechira, excuse me, if in Olam Haba there's no, there's no Yetzir Hara, so by definition there's no Bechira. And if there's no Bechira, if there's no free choice, then at the end of the day, there is no accrual of Schar then at the end of the day, you don't really rack up any points. Right? There's, there's, no, there's no points for good behavior if there's nothing bad to choose from. He goes on, So therefore, we'll say, now we understand the Pasuk in Zechariah. So what does Zechariah say? You know, in Mashiach, we'll say, this is one of the interesting facets of the, of the Messianic era, that when Mashiach comes, Mashiach comes, there's not going to be Yitzhahara. Then we'll say, now what does that mean? What does that mean? That means a person, no one's ever going to sin, right? No one's ever going to make mistakes, wrong choices. So remember, when the Navi describes the absence of Yitzhahara in Olam Haba, what he's in the Messianic era, what he's really referring to is that when Mashiach comes, there's going to be a certain clarity which exists in the world. In other words, one of the reasons why we commit chait and one of the reasons why we make mistakes is because at the end of the day, we still live in a world of ambiguity. Sometimes, again, do I see Hashem? Do I not see Hashem? Is there a So there, there is some element of fog. I call it theological fog with which we exist. And if it says, when Mashiach comes, that fog is dispersed. There's absolute clarity about the existence of the Rebbein Shalom. That's what it means when it refers to the, the absence of the Yetzir Hara. The Yitzhahara is no longer here. It's removed because it's clarity. So, of course, can you make mistakes in the Yimosa Mashiach? Of course you can. Because if you can't make mistakes, then 
but it's much more improbable to make a mistake. That's what the Navi is lamenting. I will say, isn't this an incredible thing? So the Navi is lamenting the fact that when Mashiach comes, on one hand we say, what? Like we saw just a couple of, we saw two weeks ago, or last, uh, two weeks ago we saw that Gemara. Right? On that day, a reference to the Messianic era, the world will recognize the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Isn't that incredible? It is incredible. But amazingly enough, there's something that's going to be lost. There's a Yetzir Hara that's lost. And with the loss of that Yetzir Hara becomes a certain loss of potential growth as well. Isn't, isn't this an incredible you sowed? So I'll just tell you something very interesting. We'll, we'll come back to upsetting in just a moment. Using this logic also, remember, we generally live with the, with the principle, Rebbe's principle of Shuv Yom Echad Right? Go ahead and repent one day before you die. And of course, you know the obvious corollary to that. I never know when I'm going to die. And therefore, I have to spend all of my days in Shuv. But it turns out, I will say, that it's not just about death. It's also Shuv Yom Echad Lifnei Bias Mashiach. Make sure you also do Shuv before Mashiach comes. Before Mashiach comes. Because when Mashiach comes, things change. The ability to grow changes. The ability to do Shuv, everything changes. And since with Mashiach, Achak Yelo Bechol Yom Sheyavo, right? And Imam in Be'amuna Shalema, I believe that he could come any day. So again, also that creates a mandate for children now, not just pre-death, because that's always a little bit morose, not always pre-death, but, pre, but pre-Messianic arrival, something that we eagerly anticipate and pine for each and every day. A person has to go ahead and have, and have their, and have, and have their affairs in order, because as we see, the Koach HaBechira changes with the arrival of Mashiach. But finishing this up, in Abzadik's model, he goes on, he says, so now we understand it. The people, when Mashiach comes, and the Yitzhahara, so to speak, is slaughtered, and there's a great Levaya, people are going to cry. People are going to cry. Why? See, I will say, with the death of the Sahara, it's true, comes the death of a lot of propensity to sin. But with that, Rapsadik also posits, dies a lot of koach, a lot of our kochos. Because as you said before, as Rapsadik said before, that ultimately, again, with every sin, every sin, every sin is the result of a particular koach. But the koach itself is not bad. The koach itself, the energy itself, is just misdirected. But with the death of the Yitzhahara, ultimately again comes the death of a certain element of growth and comes the death of certain kolchos. He goes on, he says, So again, the part that we skipped was Rav Tzaddik applied this to the nations of the world, which again, we, we just don't need for our central theme. But I will say, understand that Rav Tzaddik is saying over here, this fits into his theme dramatically amazing. So Rav Tzaddik has been telling us this entire time that Lamaisa, there's no such thing as good kochos, bad kochos, good midos, bad midos, there's just energy that's applied correctly and energy that's applied incorrectly. That's what life is all about. And in example, Gidolo Mizu, in Dugma Gidolo Mizu with the Yitzhahara. 
you say to yourself, mourning over the death of the Yitzhahara, that's great. That's a simcha, that's parade worthy. We'll say, even the Yitzhahara, even the Yitzhahara is not necessarily so bad. <laughs> what, what, what do I mean by that? That also everything depends on how you use your Yitzhahara. When a person just only uses the Yitzhahara for the sake of sin, that's bad. But when the Yitzhahara itself becomes a catalyst for growth, which it is so very often. And those kohos, which the Yitzhahara represents, or the Yitzhahara often corrupts, this is really the clincher that Rabbi is saying. The Yitzhahara corrupts kohos. It corrupts kohos. That's what it does. It takes energy, and it takes me, those characteristics that I have, and it corrupts it and takes it in the wrong direction. Well, with the death of the Yitzhahara, Rabbi posits, also becomes the death of many of those kohos. And that's what Klav Yisrael mourns. Because the death of kohos is never good. Right? The death of kohos means, yes, of course, there'll be some loss of the ability to sin, which may be good, but the death of those kohos also represents the death or the inability to accomplish certain great things as well. So whereas the Messianic era will represent the curtailment of negative sinful activity, it will also on a certain level represent a loss of potential dynamic positive activity as well. So an incredibly so we will continue Mr. Shomit Ozbem Zain tomorrow. Yeah.